Welcome to Beauty and the Gee, the podcast about jujitsu and so much more. I'm Jen Eads, a blue belt full of curiosity and questions about all the things jujitsu. Yay! <laughs> yay! That's gonna get some take some time to get used to. <laughs> What's really funny is I made it through the intro on the first take. Right? That never happens. I just had to become a blue belt. You're a blue belt in podcast intro. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I'm AJ Klingerman, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu brown belt, still obsessed with jiu-jitsu. What should we talk about today, AJ? I think we should talk about your promotion. Let's just talk about promotions in general. I like that idea. Let's talk about emotions and promotions, because I feel like there are a lot of emotions that come up around getting promotions. Yeah. Recently, I saw in one of the jujitsu groups on Facebook, somebody had posted about crying. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know that emotion pretty well, too, crying around yeah. jujitsu. So, so many things to talk about today. So where do we start? Let's just talk about your experience getting your blue belt. Well, it was very exciting. Uh, not anything that I was anticipating at this point. I mean, I feel like it's weird. I feel like I'm getting better. I can see where things are starting to make sense. You know, even when we were doing stuff in class yesterday, it was like, oh, yeah, some of this I've seen before, so I get that. But then you get to the execution of it, and it's like, what? <laughs> I just I just saw it. It was in my brain, and then I go to try and make it happen, and it's like, but where does my hand really go, and what am I supposed to do with my foot? And it's just, it kind of blows up <laughs> somewhere in between. Yeah. <laughs> That's normal, though. I mean, you know, like you're watching it and you're like, yeah, OK, I understand that. And then yeah. you try and do it. and You're like, no, actually. And that's part like sometimes the instructor just makes it look so easy. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I can do that. That that looks so easy. And then you try and do it. and You're like, um, no, my body doesn't do that. Can we try again? <laughs> yeah. It's almost like so we were watching National Lampoon's European vacation this weekend. They're in England and he's on the roundabout and he can't get off. And he's like, look, kids, Big Ben. And like they keep going around. Look, kids, Big Ben. And I feel like I've seen this stuff before, but I can't get myself off the roundabout to actually like do the thing. That's where yeah. I am. That's where I am. That's funny. I like that reference. That's fun. <laughs> so I actually awarded five blue belts this week. Nice. And we were kind of talking about like the different emotions or reactions that come with each person that gets their their blue belts um, or their next belt in general. Mm -hmm. So we talked about like Carrie. Carrie has actually had four stripes on her white belt for an entire year. Yeah. So, you know, like you said you were surprised, but there's an extent of like buy a four stripes. It's probably coming at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and part of the reason it was so long was she was out with a couple surgeries and um, she wanted to do Masters Worlds and or, you know, novice worlds, however that is. But so it's just like, okay, we're just going to keep her there and she's going to get her blue belt eventually. Right. Yeah. So, you know, her kind of reaction is like, yeah, okay. I, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. I've been a four stripe white belt for a year. And then, uh, uh, Jason, uh -huh. Sheasley, um, he got his blue belt as well. Yeah. And he was just shocked. Like, I called his name and he was like looking around. Like, there's <laughs> there's got to be another Jason in class, yeah. right? Like just totally just shock and still like still kind of, you know, just are you sure me? Are you? Uh -huh. you know? <laughs> and then Cameron, 
I love Cameron. I mean, I love everybody or all of our students, you know, but Cameron is great about asking questions. I think we've talked about him a mm-hmm. little bit before on the podcast, but definitely a very good, um, like really thinks about jujitsu and asks good questions, not just, you know, remind me where this goes, but like, yeah. why are we doing this? Or, you know, he just asks really good questions and trains very hard and is always helpful. And he almost tackled me, which um, <laughs> I'm still on one leg. <laughs> so he almost took me out, but he was so excited. Yeah. Um, just like, you know, bear hugged me and luckily kept me standing too. So he was okay. <laughs> oh, that's good. But, you know, like he's just, you know, kind of in a fog about it, like still just kind of in, you know, just a fog. Like, is this for real? Uh huh. But just a lot of emotion. And then, I, the next day, you and Jennifer both got your blue belts together Yay. and there's just a fun excitement about like getting promoted with your training partner. Exactly. Yeah. I was like so excited that she got hers too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing, like Mariah and I were talking about it that like, you know, you might not know how you feel about getting it yourself. You mm-hmm. might feel like, are you sure? Do I deserve this? Yeah. Or am I ready? But when you get it with somebody else, you just are so excited for them as well yeah. that it, you can't help but also be excited for yourself. You know, like it just, you you just join in together on uh-huh. your excitement. Um, so that's fun. And you know, like you can't expect that you guys will progress from here at the same rate. Right. And you didn't even progress to here at the same rate. Yeah. Because you've trained different amounts, but it's fun to get it with your training partner. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was great. I didn't know what else Rissa was going to pull out of her gi next when she started <laughs> pulling out the blue belts. It's funny because it was a it was a kind of small class, which it's, yeah. you know, like we've been having pretty big size classes at, in mornings at Endurance. And so we ended the class with not a white belt in the room. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of funny. Which is something I kind of like to ask you about, too. Like, how did you feel about, like, not having the other guys there? Like, did that did that make you sad? Did you Were you just like, they'll see it when they see it? Like, how's that make you feel? I just figure they'll see it when they see it. And whoever was meant to be there was meant to be there. And I'm just really glad that I was there to get it. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Yeah. <laughs> because actually, we are planning on promoting you tomorrow and (laughs) you're leaving for vacation so like everybody was like scrambling like okay we can't do it that day can you you know um because obviously a few people knew like jonathan mariah risser yeah so um we were trying to figure out okay when can we do it do we wait two weeks for when she comes back or um so yeah we were glad that you were there and jennifer was there we could do it together see i'm already acting like a blue belt i get that promotion and then i'm not even shown back up i'm out (laughs) That's yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) See, I was so ready. (laughs) Um, I think that's the best attitude to have. Like who was meant to be there was there. I know it's hard sometimes, you know, like you're sad that you've had training partners that aren't there. And like with you, I, you know, I text Beth and I was like, hey, can you get here? <laughs> and she couldn't. And so, like, I always wonder, like, does that make you sad that she wasn't able to be there? Or did it matter? Because, like, she's going to celebrate with you when you get home. No, I really don't feel like that impacted it. Good. Like, it didn't make it feel one way or another. And I think part of that, too, is that, like, this is great. And I'm celebrating it. And I'm really, I feel like it was definitely an accomplishment, something that I wanted to do. But I haven't felt like I've always been just chasing a belt. Like this is, I feel like this is just a stop on 
the longer jujitsu journey. And right. it's like, it's awesome. It's great. But it's, it's never been the end game. Yeah, that's good. I like that a lot. And, you know, like, I think for people that wished they were there, you know, like if there mm-hmm. was somebody that's like, man, I just really wish I could have been there to see that. I think it's just important to reach out, you know, just reach out and congratulate the person. Yeah. You know, something, I mean, like commenting obviously is great on the post because everybody's posting about them, but even just like shooting them a personal text or a personal message that's just, you know, hey, wish I could have been there or hey, happy to see that you got your blue belt, you know, but I think that would be helpful for the people that feel disconnected from anyone that wasn't there or sad that they weren't there or whatever. Yeah, that's a good idea, too. Let's talk a little bit about blue belt bouncing <laughs> okay. or blue belt blues, right? <laughs> so we've talked about it like in previous podcasts, but I think this is a good time to talk about it again since, you know, five people at our schools just got new blue belts. <laughs> so the old trope, is that the right word for that? Sure. Um, yeah, we'll go with that. That sounds about <laughs> right. Just, yeah. We'll get it close. Um, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, like the old thought process is that you get your blue belt and you quit. Mm-hmm. And when it happens immediately, that's typically because blue belt was the goal. Mm -hmm. You know, like you said, that was never the goal. That's just a stop along the way. You love jujitsu. You're in jujitsu for a million different reasons that are not about the belt. So it didn't really matter to you. You could have stayed a white belt forever. You're happy to have your blue belt, though. But that doesn't make you quit. Mm -hmm. But some people really like they get their blue belt and they're like, great. I finally hit this accomplishment. I'm going to take some time off (laughs) or I'm done. I don't even get that. I don't either, but it happens, you (laughs) know, like they just worked so hard for that one thing because they just had their eye on that as the prize Mm -hmm. that then they quit. Yeah. And I, you know, obviously that's not what I want. I never, I would probably leave somebody at white belt forever if that's what I thought was going to happen. (laughs) Uh, I don't want to lose you. I want you to stay with us, but it does. When it happens later in blue belt, Typically, the main reason is like blue belt's probably your longest belt other than black belt. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can be a blue belt for, I would say, three to five years is probably pretty normal. Mm-hmm. I was four and a half years at blue belt. There's a big gap in a baby blue uh-huh. and a four year deep blue. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you just got your blue belt. And there are people that have been blue belts twice as long as you've even been training. <laughs> That's yeah. tough, right? Yeah. So I think expectation comes in there a little bit. And you think like, well, they're a blue belt and I can't beat them. Or, you know, I'm not as good as them. Or, you know, and I think that that is what makes people kind of bounce further into blue is that they just don't feel like they can measure up because it's a tough belt. It's a very it can be very tough. But you just have to know, like, not all blue belts are created equally. Right. <laughs> like, it's going to, right? Like, you're you're going to keep getting better. You're going to keep going. And it's, you know, like we we're saying, like, you come to jujitsu for a million different reasons. It's not about the belt. Mm-hmm. So it's not that you quit because you're not a purple belt yet. You know, like, you don't want to be like, well, I should be a purple belt. So since I'm not, I'm going to quit. That doesn't make sense. You'll never get to purple that way. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, like, just that you're struggling because you don't feel good enough to be a blue belt Mm -hmm. because there are better blue belts. There are always going to be better people at your belt level. (laughs) So just enjoy the journey. Enjoy your training. I did have the realization yesterday after I got home and I was thinking about it. I was like, 
oh, God, now for the next tournament, I'm a blue belt. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's funny is a couple few weeks ago, you were telling Risser that you were going to compete at Master Worlds next mm-hmm. year. And uh, she was like, awesome. So you're committing to competing as a blue belt, you know, like, yeah, cause she, you know, like, yeah, you're a four stripe white. You're pretty sure you're going to have a blue belt by then. So, yeah. 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 But that'll be good. I mean, you know, like, and there's no real pressure. Like, you just mm-hmm. compete. You get better from competition. You have fun competing. It doesn't really matter. I really just want to go do the thing. And then, like we've talked about before, all of those other added things that come as a result of preparing to go compete. Yeah. Those yeah, are definitely. I'm more concerned about those things and looking forward to those than attachment to the outcome of. Right. You know, because whatever's going to happen is going to happen. But and I can't I can control that to an extent, but I have much more control of everything else leading up to that. So that's where I'm putting my focus. Yeah. And how you are afterwards. Right. Like how you react to the win or the loss, Mm -hmm. you know, going back through your matches, watching them, learning from them. Yeah, Yeah, it's very little of it is about those five minutes or however long. So, oh, six minutes because yeah. you're a blue belt. But oh, not true because you're a master. So you still get five. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're safe. You still have five minutes. Okay, good. Ooh, scared me. <laughs> that whole extra minute, man. <laughs> uh, that minute is a lot. <laughs> it can definitely feel like it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Good. So any other thoughts around the blue belt promotion? Not yet. I think it's still kind of sinking in and I feel like I'm ready just to settle into it after I come back from vacation. (laughs) But just kind of settle into it and see where that takes me. I think that personally, I would like for you to just make sure you're celebrating it in whatever way that looks like to you. You know, I think as adults, we tend to kind of stink at celebrating accomplishments. Uh Uh-huh. And so just whatever that looks like, like maybe one of the dinners while you're on vacation, you're like that dinner on Tuesday night, that's going to be our celebration for my blue belt. Yeah. Just anything. So just make sure that you're taking some time to be proud of yourself for the work you've put in. I promise I will do that. So in addition to the highs and the elation and the joy of getting a promotion or winning a tournament, you know, all of those things that really the things that feel really good about jujitsu. There's also the flip side of that. Uh, one of the things that I saw recently in one of the Facebook groups is somebody posted about crying on the mat. And, or, you know, maybe you're like me and you wait till you get to the car to cry sometimes. Uh, you know, whatever that looks like for you. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like there's, like, there's no shame in that. Mm-mm. And I think that can look like a lot of different things. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we've talked before that there was a time where I was getting shark tanked and 19 of the 20 minutes I was crying. Yeah. And every person, you know, I get a new person every minute and every time I just be like, I'm fine. Keep going. I'm fine. Keep going. <laughs> like that was my like slap bump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like saying those words as I slap bumped every person, but you know, like, so that's acceptable. It's also acceptable to be like, I need a minute and walk off the mat. I've definitely, you know, we have two mats and there was a comp training maybe the earlier this year and I started having a panic attack. And so I left comp training, went and laid in the dark on the other mat because nobody was over there and, you know, had a panic attack, cried, got myself, you know, calmed down. Um, So it doesn't matter 
what it looks like. It doesn't matter where it happens. It's acceptable and it happens. Yeah. <laughs> like don't beat yourself up about it. Mm-hmm. So actually this kind of came up in therapy yesterday for me. We've done podcasts before on the motto that I have of shake it off and step up. Mm-hmm. Right. It comes from the story of the donkey that falls in a hole. The farmer's done everything to try and get him out. Can't. So he scoops up uh, some dirt, throws it on the donkey. Basically, he's just decided to bury him alive. Poor donkey. Scoops up dirt, right? Throws it on the donkey. The donkey shakes it off and steps up. Farmer does it again. He shakes it off and steps up until he's able to just walk out of the hole. Now, one of the mottos of my life has been shake it off and step up. And I think that in a lot of ways that can be good. But what I'm realizing now is there's also like a little bit of a toxic side to that Mm -hmm. because I wasn't allowing myself to feel feelings. (laughs) Like if I started to get emotional, I would be like, shake it off and step up, do better, be better. Like this is not okay. Yeah. And so now I'm kind of allowing myself, okay, it's all right to cry. It's all right to be sad. It's all right to, you know, just have fears or anxiety or whatever, you know, so allow myself to feel those feelings And then I'm able to move forward. So there's still like a shake it off and step up aspect, but Mm -hmm. it's not like shutting myself down. Yeah, there's a big difference between those two things. Yeah. So I still like that as a mentality a little bit, so long as it's not toxic. And I think a lot of things can be like that. Like I Mm -hmm. feel very optimistic. I'm a very positive person, but I don't want to be toxically optimistic and positive. Like, right. it's not all sunshine and rainbows. No. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. It's all right. It's okay yeah. to, but yeah. So I think that just allowing yourself to have the feelings and giving yourself some grace and it, you know, just being okay that you're crying or having anxiety or whatever. It's okay. We've all been there. What can we do then as a training partner when we see that happening for our you know, for somebody that we're training with or rolling with or whatever. Okay. One thing that I think is helpful or has been for me in the past is if we're going hard and you start like panicking or crying is just for me to lighten up. Mm -hmm. Right. So like if we could be in comp training and it's hardcore training and you start to panic, I just have to lighten up. I can let you escape. I can let you, you know, like, and sometimes that's all you need is just to be able to like get to a better spot and kind of get your stuff together. Um, So recognizing that in your training partner and then sometimes it's like asking them what they need. Like, hey, do you you need to go to the bathroom and wash your face? Do you want to take a minute in the locker room? Like you want to drink a water, you know, like whatever that is like and let them let them say, you know, no, just keep going or let me have a minute and then just be okay with whatever they say. Like if they say, let's keep going, keep going. You don't have to go hard with them. You can just kind of try to flow a little bit, but like respect what they need to get through it. What are your thoughts on that? What do you feel like you need from people when you start to get panicky or cry? Ah, wait, I have to think about what I need. (laughs) For me, it usually shows up in a couple of ways. And I think it kind of depends on the situation. Sometimes it is just, I can't breathe. You know, I'm getting smashed or or whatever that is. So in, in that situation, it's just the lightening up and I'm going to be fine. Other times, I think there have been other days where it has absolutely nothing to do with jujitsu. It's just everything else, but it's, I'm feeling it all because, you know, I'm physically in a struggle at that point, usually. 
Um, and I think it's, it's like all of the emotions and they just come out as tears. So it might be frustration. It might be anger. It might be just sad. Right. You know, um, I feel like it can be a lot of things. So what do you think you need in? So for that, then sometimes I just need to step away and just get my breath back. Like that's usually yeah. I, I feel like I start to like I can't breathe and then the tears are coming and then it all just compounds and it builds. And yeah, I just need to, you know, walk away for a minute and, and get it together. And then if I feel like I can come back and I'm in a good enough headspace that I can continue to roll, then I do that. And if not, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. For me, as a coach at my, you know, at the academies, if you have a song request mm-hmm. <laughs> during that time, please, by all means, come up and ask. Like, because for me, that helps. I will tell you, this will be a little, uh, and this isn't always, but it'll be a little clue into my emotions for my students. If I come in feeling rough, and often that's, you know, the night of therapy. <laughs> if I had therapy <laughs> earlier that day, I might be like really struggling. And that is one thing as a coach, like I can't really take that off. You know, like I yeah. can't just be like, you know what? It's been a really rough day. I've been crying all day. So, you know, I'm just going to take the night off. It's like, nope, you have to get your stuff together. We've got to go teach and make it a pleasant experience for everyone. Um, so for me in those times, don't call it a comeback, which is my little brother's old band is always <laughs> the music I put on kind of that like scene music where I can kind of like dance a little and yell and scream a little bit. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um. So and I'm not saying that every time that's on, I'm having a bad day, but like that's a you know, that's one of the things that kind of pulls me out of it Uh-huh. and, you know, helps me get my head in a good place. So if if you have a song like that where you're like, you know what, if I could just hear this song, I would kind of, you know, that's my jam. I'll feel a little bit better. Yeah. Come tell me. I'm happy to play a song for you. Oh, that's really good to know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it can be helpful, you know, just if you're like, man, I'm having a rough day. Could we please listen to Brandy yeah. Carlisle today? I'm like, okay, yeah. let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If ever you have a time where, you know, like you're feeling super emotional and you're having trouble giving yourself grace for that, or you just need somebody to be like, man, today I had a rough day in class. I cried. I had to leave the mat, whatever. And you just want to reach out to us. Like, feel free to tell us the story. Like, yeah, hit us up on Instagram. We'd love to talk to you. We'd love to commiserate with you and, and you know, kind of just be like, we've been there. We understand. Like, it's OK. You're you know, your training partners are going to forget all about it. They're not even going to think about it. They've been there, too. You know, whatever that takes. But you're always welcome to reach out to us. Yeah, I like that. OK, on and off the mat tips for this week. I think off the mat tip is celebrate your accomplishments. And that can be in jujitsu or, you know, promotion at work or whatever that looks like. I used to fill out a calendar every month and in it, I would put like what my three goals were for the month. And if I hit those three goals, what the reward was and, you know, like making sure that if I hit those three goals, I actually did that reward. And that might be a dinner at my favorite restaurant or buying a new pair of shoes or like whatever that looked like, but just, you know, make sure to celebrate your accomplishments. How about you? Do you have an on the mat tip? I do. And it kind of just goes back to not having that attachment to the belt and just really committing to the process. And 
and celebrating your progress. So I guess I guess it's, you know, it's December. So we're just going to celebrate all month. I like it. I love it. <laughs> and next uh, podcast, we're talking about our 2022 goals, correct? Ooh, yes, we are. That's going to be a fun one. We would love to hear what your goals are for 2022. And if we can do podcast episodes around that that are going to help you reach those goals, let us know. I like it. All right. And you can share those 2022 goals with us on social media. We are hanging out on Instagram together at Beauty and the Gee podcast. And I'm there at Brassy Broad Jen. And I'm AJ Klingerman everywhere you go except TikTok where I'm role model. But I'm also role model everywhere you go too. So <laughs> so basically we can find you somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, everybody go look for AJ. And we also have a Facebook group, the Beauty and the Gee Gang. So we are in there sometimes. So we're hanging out on social media. Come find us. We would love to hear from you. Thanks for tuning in. And we will see you on the mat. mat.